Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. You guys ready for the word? Yes. Amen. Um, there's a little clicker thing. Oh, here it is. Sorry, it's right in front of my face. All right, so what have, what have we been studying this year? Confessions. Amen. Has it been blessing everybody? Amen. And Courtney started off, started us off strong. Petey's been kind of going with that, so he's been asking me to continue along that vein and talk about our words and how our words in fact impact our lives and how God looks over our words. So I want to take a little different take on it today. And so my title of my message, I don't know if it's up here, but it's uh, isn't, I entitled this, Don't Say That. Okay, everybody say, Don't Say That. Don't Say That, all right. Um, all right, so, so we should be all be experts on confession, right? We should all know what that, what that means, right, at, at this point. <laughs> if you're not, look at the, um, the SoundCloud, the iTunes, the Spotify, the everything, and, um, and listen to it. It's really been blessing me. It's really been encouraging me to watch my words and to how God, you know, and how God uses our words and how we should take our words more seriously. Um, so the other day I was, um, I think it was like maybe Friday or Saturday, um, I was, the kids were playing in their room and um, they were playing with the little action figures and they have a bunch of them things. And, I'm always stepping on them. Anybody always stepping on these action figures? <laughs> action figures and Legos and all this stuff. I'm like, what's going on here? So they were in their room. They play with the action figures. And they're typical boys. So I hear one of them say, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you to one of the action figures. They weren't talking to each other, I hope. <laughs> so um, so I, immediately I was like, don't say that. And then he said it again. And my, I heard my wife say, don't say that. And then, um, and then he, she kind of went in a little more. Don't tell him not to say that. So in reflection, I was thinking about it. I'm like, why? That was my immediate reaction, right? I, didn't, I don't really think like they had the intent to kill anybody in their heart. I don't think they had murder, murderous intentions in their heart. If they did, I should be a little more worried, right? I should sleep with one eye open, which I, which I kind of do anyway. <laughs> like, y'all going to kill me? Heard what you said. But, um, you know, so um, I don't think he was literally con- contemplating murder. He probably doesn't even understand what that means. So why was it such my reaction? Say, don't say that really quickly, right? Um, so a couple reasons. I mean, it has nothing to do with the topic. But I, I, I figure I'm like, hey, I don't want them to take death cash- casually or, you know, desensitize, you know, death and, like, make it not that, make it like a game. It's not really a game. It's actual life, right? Um, but, and I'm not sure he understands what that meant, means yet, so I prefer him not to use those, those words. Amen? Um, so as I reflected, I'm like, wait, so how does God think about our words, right? How does God respond to our words, words that we just say randomly, and we just, we don't really think about them, we just say stuff, and we might not understand what it means, but how does God actually think about these words? Amen? So let's go to our, let's go to our, um, no, let's not, let's not go there yet. So we should know now that in Proverbs, uh, let's jump there, actually. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, popular um, verse. If anybody needs Bibles, uh, please raise your hand. 
I didn't see many today, but we'll find some. <laughs> if that's a no. Everybody has Bibles. Um, Psalms, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. And it says, popular scripture, we can read it together. You guys ready? All right. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat of its fruits. Amen. So we know that even throughout our, throughout our studies this, this year, that death and life are in the power of our tongue, and that um, we understand that God wants us to speak life. What does it mean to speak life? To give encouragement, to speak what the Word of God says. We proclaim and we confess what God has already provisioned for us, right? So we speak that we, are, we have been healed. We, pre, we speak that, um, that God is blessing us. We, we speak that God is always with us. You know? um, we, speak, we speak that we don't have the spirit of fear, right? So those are the things that we, we understand as, as of what life is, um, is speaking life. So what does it mean to speak death? It's pretty much to speak the opposite, right? To speak the opposite of what the Word of God says. So let's jump to our, so now let's jump to our title scripture in Matthew. Chapter 12, verse 36. And if you got it, say, I got it. Everybody got it? Yes. All right, so Matthew chapter 12, verse 36. I read verse 36 and 37. It says, I, t I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless Word they speak, for by words you will be justified, and by words you will be condemned. That's pretty weighty, right? Um, so here we see the key word here is careless word. That every careless word, God is going to God is watching over these words, and God is, and eventually we're going to be justified or condemned by our words. Um, in, in this particular scripture, Jesus is talking about blasphemy. Um, he's talking about uh, the, 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 the Pharisees and the, um, the Pharisees heard Jesus talking and they were scribing his words as of demons. It's like, oh, he's, he's, a son of the, he's a son of the devil. He's a son of uh, the demons. And Jesus is saying, you know, those words that you're saying, you're just throwing out random. You don't, you don't know what you're talking. You don't know what you're saying. You don't know what you're, what, you didn't even think about what you're saying. You're going to be judged by these simple words, right? Um, so God cares about what we say or what we text, or what we tweet, or what, however we communicate, right? God cares about these things. Uh, one author says that Christians should be the most careful speakers in the world. Amen? So we should be very careful of what we say. Um, in Isaiah, uh, he says, uh, Isaiah is saying what God says. It says, this is the one who I, whom I will look for. He who is humble and contrite in spirit and trembles at my words. Amen. So here we should tremble at the words of God. What does it mean to tremble at the word of God? To take it seriously, to to um, to tremble, to actually be afraid of when God speaks. And also um, in this Matthew, it talks about we can, we can see that we should be we should tremble at even the words that we say. Right. Um, that we should tremble at the words that God says. We should, we should tremble at the words that we say because they occur for the same reason. That we, we love and fear God, and we don't want to profane his holy word or not to or profane his holiness with our unholy words, without unholy words. That's a lot of holies. 
<laughs> but we love God because we love God and we fear God. We have to reverence his words as well as reverence our words to not, uh, not, uh, not taint his holiness. Amen. So we live in an age of unceasing talk. Like we talk like never before, never in human in human uh, existence have we talked as much, right? We're always talking, whether we're on Facebook, Instagram, the, the world. We're always communicating. We're always talking. Um, so it's never, there's a lot of room for careless words, right? There's a lot of room for us to just say stuff that we don't really mean, say stuff that we don't uh, really understand. So how do we avoid these careless words? There's a couple ways. Um, let's jump to uh, Ecclesiastes. And we'll talk about some ways to avoid careless words. You guys are probably going to beat me there. <laughs> All right, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse, verse 1. So it says, For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under the seven, under the heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek, and a time to lose, and a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to tear, and a time to sow, a time to keep silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, and a time for war, and a time for peace. So we see there's a time for everything. So in verse 7 is, is the key point of here. It says there's a time to keep silent, and there's a, kind, it's a time to speak. So one way we can avoid careless words is to be quiet, right? And to keep silent, to stay silent. Um, uh, in in uh, James, it talks about us being slow to speak and, and being quick, quick to hear. So we should gain an accurate understanding of what, of the issue before we actually talk, right? You know, a lot of times we can, yeah, I know I'm guilty of this, and my wife will probably say amen, but like we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll have a conversation and we'll jump in, you know, and try to finish the other person's conversation or try to, uh, try to uh, guess what's going to happen next, and we, so we just start talking, right? And we're like, no, and my wife will say this all the time, like, no, I, that's not what I was saying. Like, oh, I'm sorry, let, I'll let you finish. <laughs> but be, we got to be slow to we got to be slow to, to to speak, and that's how we can avoid careless words. We can avoid, um, and it's it's gonna help us avoid arguments, right? It help us avoid useless arguments and useless debates that we don't necessarily need to get into just by listening a little more and trying to understand the situation and how to speak to it. Amen. How many times do we not get all the info and then try to speak? You know, we get half of the information and then try to talk about it. And we, or how, how, this is how gossip starts, right? Mm -hmm. And this is how gossip starts. We hear a little bit. And one person, remember the telephone game? You hear a little bit of that. You hear a little bit of this. And then you try to, and then the last person try to piece it all together and it's, it's junk, right? It doesn't mean anything. Um, because you're not really listening to what the person's trying to say or what's actually happening. Or even what God's saying. Amen? Um, so we have, to, we have to be sure to stay silent, be slow to speak, and this is how we can avoid uh, speaking careless words. Amen? Amen. Um, 
And on the other way we can avoid careless words is to speak up when it's time. Um, Christians must not always keep silence, right? Um, in Matthew, it talks about, um, let's jump back to Matthew. I know I'm going to be going, on, going all over the place a little bit. But it's imperative that we are to watch our words. Matthew chapter 24, verse 14. And it says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony, and then the end will come. And, it, um, and in Matthew chapter 28, Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, it says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I have commanded, commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So he, here we see in these two verses that God has given us instructions to talk, right? And to talk about what? <laughs> Specifically, talk about the gospel and talk about God's goodness to others and to be witnesses. So in those, in, this is how we should use our words, right? This is how we should use our words by proclaiming God's glory throughout the, throughout the world and throughout our communities, and throughout our workplaces. This is how we should use our words. So God, does, God deploys his children everywhere, strategically, right? So we're not, in, we're not in Jersey, we're not in Perthambo, we're not in this area just randomly, but I believe that God has put, placed us here, placed us in our jobs, placed us in our families specifically um, for a reason. And he's given us, each assignment's given us something to say, right? God is, we have to be willing to be used by God, that God has given us something to say to these communities, through our, to our families, to our uh, workplace, and so forth. Amen? Um, he gives us these things to say in order to bring the gospel to bear in our, limited, in our limited areas. You know, we are all part of limited spheres of fears and influences, and God has given us these opportunities to be ministers and to, be, and to bring him glory and to point people to him. That's how we should use our words. Amen? Um, we should pre pursue understanding um, that's required to speak more helpfully. So in our communities, in our areas, we should, we should be slow to speak that we could understand what to speak to. You know, um, if there are areas in our community, in our workplace, you know, God, there'll be times in, in your work that something's missing, something's broken, and nobody re realizes it, but God has given you the understanding to speak to that, right, and to come up with that idea, like, oh, you know, we're missing this security breach, security breach or whatever. Um, so that's how we should pursue understanding. That's how we should use our words, pursuing understanding, pursuing what God has given us, and that's what we should be able to speak to. We're not free to say whatever we wish about what we know. You know, like we can't, um, we can't just speak whatever we think we know or whatever we, or whatever, even what. Um, even what, even like, uh, let's jump. Let's jump here real quick. I have an analogy that in John, Jesus does this right. So he he goes in John chapter eight verse twenty eight. Um, Jesus says, he says, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He, and I do nothing of my own authority, but speak just as my Father authority. 
and who and he who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to him. There's a verse that I'm, I wanted to get out, but I didn't, I didn't write it down. I can't remember it right now. But anyway, so Jesus spoke under God's authority. So that's how we should speak. So sometimes God has was given us something to say, but not, it might not be at the right time or the right people or the right moment, right? So we have to be careful not to just, so God's giving me a word, I'm about to say it right now, you know? We have to be under the, the direction of God and under the anointing of God to, to say, this is the right time to say this. This is the right person to say it to. This is the right areas to talk about. Um, so we're just not just spewing stuff just because we think it's right. Amen. So our word should be guarded. You know, should be it should be guarded in truth and guarded in love. So we're not. We should be speaking out of love also. Um, in, in Psalms. The, the, the psalmist says, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. So we're not just talking, you know, because we feel like we need to talk, but we're talking because God has given us something to say. Amen. Amen. Um, we speak the truth in love, but we don't speak for human likes. Or we don't speak for human approval, but we speak for God's glory. Amen. Amen. So our words should be guarded in truth and in love. Um, we should be able, we should, so the, the, the careless words is a, is, a, is a real thing. You know, a lot of times we could say stuff carelessly. So I, what does that mean? What does careless mean? That without thought, right? Without any, without any time to really think about it, without any unction from God, without any move from God. So God wants us to speak as if he was speaking and at the time he wants us to speak. Amen. So how does this relate to our confession? As PD would say, that was my intro. <laughs> so how does that uh, re relate to our confession? Um, we can have careless confession too, right? So this careless words can be also be careless confession or wrong confession. Um, what is wrong confession? Wrong confession does not glorify God. So if, if confession is affirming something that we believe, that's what confession is, right? affirming that something that we believe, that we have that something in God's word, and we, we are speaking for under that faith, under that uh, belief system. So many times, rather our confession witnessing to God's word, what God's word has, has to say about the matter, we, our confession can admit, admit to defeat or guilt or doubt or fear, right? So when we are faced with a, with a problem, a lot of times we speak out of fear, we speak out of doubt, we speak, we speak out of um, our flesh, right? We speak out of that, that situation, but we're not speaking the word of God. We're not speaking the truth of God. So it's important for us to not to confess our doubts or our fears. You know, those are careless words. So when times we might feel pain, we might feel heartache, we might feel, um, we might feel something, right? Uh, but we don't, we're not speaking out of our feelings, we're speaking out of the truth of the word of God. So we're not speaking to say um, out of our doubt, you know. So Christian ha Christians have no business speaking out of doubt, right? Why? Or fear. Why? Because God has not given us the spirit of fear, right? So we're not speaking out of fear because we don't have the spirit of fear. We don't have the spirit of doubt. We don't have the spirit of unbelief. So we should speak out of what God has given us. Um, so even in the natural, we may feel sometimes feel afraid. We should never confess that fear. We should never speak that fear. We should never, um, we should always speak the opposite and say, 
this is, um, you know, I might be scared. So like with, my, with, with Ian, um, he likes to, I don't know if you guys, you guys know, of course you guys know Ian, but um, he likes to jump off of everything, right? And I, I probably started that when he was like, <laughs> when you could walk, I'm like, yeah, jump off the couch, jump off this. So I'm like, just jump. He's like, I'm scared. I'm like, just jump. <laughs> I'm like, the, yeah, I'm, 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 that, I'm that parent, right? <laughs> so like we're at the park and then he's like, he's jumping off this high thing and he's like, I'm scared, I'm scared. I'm like, God is not giving you any fear. Say that. <laughs> it's like, God is not giving me any fear. Then he'll jump. It's like, this is the thing we do, right? And he'll just jump and I'll catch him, obviously, right? He's just not jumping onto the ground. Hope you guys don't think that I'm that bad, but I'm pretty bad. <laughs> um, so, like, so, so I'm like, I'm just trying to get, and then the other night he's like, I'm scared. I'm always scared of the dark and stuff. And I'm, so I'm trying to get him to, you know, say, God is not giving me any fear. God is not giving me any fear. It's, we're working on him, <laughs> but, but he's still scared of the dark. I don't know. He just randomly turned four years old, and he just got scared of the dark. I'm like, you were fine for three years, but um, now you're scared of the dark. Like, <laughs> what is what happened? Um, so fear isn't, you know, so, um, so we have to speak the opposite and continue to encourage ourselves to, to believe in what God has given us and so we can stand on the word. Um, amen? So fear isn't something that's coming. So God has not given us fear, right? So fear, as a believer, fear isn't something that's necessarily coming from inside of you, but it's something that's coming from outside trying to get a hold of you, right? So it's, it's, it's literally the enemy trying to uh, get, grab a hold of your mind and try to grab a hold of you because you don't, it's not a part of you as a believer. Um, so as we, if we're confessing sin, if, if we're confessing our fears and we're professing our fears, and professing our doubts, we're allowing the fears to overtake us. Amen? So even in the times we may feel fearful, we may feel doubtful, speak the opposite and speak what God has told us. Amen? So start talking about who you are and what you are in Christ. As we are believers, we are a new creature, we are new creatures in Christ, we are wonder fearfully, wonderfully made, we are healed, we are forgiven, we are all these things, right? So in the times that we are um, we may feel the opposite. Our natural self may feel different. Speak those things. Amen? Um, so refuse in the name of the Lord, in the name of Christ, to doubt, to fear, and it will leave you. Like the scripture says, you know, what, um, uh, resist the devil and he will leave, and he will flee. So that's how we resist temptation to fear. And that's how we resist temptation to flee. We resist the devil. We don't allow him to, to take control of our words. We don't allow him to take control of what we're saying, but we speak the opposite, and eventually he has no choice but to leave. If we don't give the enemy a place to reside, he's going he's gonna to bounce, right? He's going to be like, I, I got no place here. Amen? Um, we, confession of fear gives fear dominion over us. Our fears become stronger, and we become more bondage to the enemy. You know, when we confess our doubts and we confess our fears, our weaknesses, our diseases, we are openly confessing that the word of God is not true and that God has failed to make it good. You know, so we are essentially speaking against the things that God has told us the opposite about. Right. So when God has told us that we are healed, continue to, to, to say that until we experience our healing, until we experience the things that God has promised us, continue to speak that. Amen. So but if so, if we boldly confess that. In our Father's care, we confess his protection, we talk about his word, and we declare that God 
what God has said is true, um, these things, these fears, these doubts will eventually leave us. Amen? So confess that greater is, in he, greater is he that's in us than the he that's in the world. Amen? So that's how we should watch over our careless thoughts, careless words. I'm sorry, excuse me. So God has, God has given us a, God has given us words to use for his glory, for his will, to get his will done, and to us, for us to speak his word, to, to proclaim this until the day we die, that this is what we believe in. And let's not give any room for the enemy to overtake us, our words, and overtake our minds, and overtake our, uh, our way, of, uh, way of thought. Amen? I mean, I'm pretty much done. That's pretty quick, huh? <laughs> That's pretty much done. I get you guys home. You can watch the All-Star game if, if you're anything like me. Uh, <laughs> amen. So let's pray. Um, God, we thank you. We thank you for um, giving us words and giving us, um, giving us the ability to speak and giving us the ability to speak your word. We pray that we will carefully watch over our words, watch over what we say to each other, um, to our neighbors, to our, our church family, to our families, and that you would guard us um, with truth and with love, oh God. And we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Grand Cocos, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.